0: Welcome to another installment of the cool kids table podcast. My guest today is CIF championship coach uh, coached me for how long ago was that 2006 so running up on 14 years ago. Um, Cool dude dude big big part in my development you know as a young male in my coming of age years I'll do the goodbyes after you know the, the listen here that he's already here he knows the drill so we'll get started let me make sure his mic's on should be good to go and we are yep. live all right first and foremost thank you coach for joining me um I'm here with my well, not old but my <laughs> a long time ago my coach back in high school 2006 uh Mountain View Vikings a lot of the listeners um went there might know you from there uh CIF championship winning coach, Ron Savage. Uh,
1: I am, I'm really happy to do this, man. Um, I think it's been cool to watch, you know, you guys stay, uh, stay in touch with each other. Um, The way you, you guys have, it's been cool to see you do this. It's been, uh, you know, people could say what they want about Facebook and the arguments and the this, that, and the other, but, you know, um, it's been great to see you guys, like, grow up because I get a group of kids. I have them for four years. They're special to me. We develop relationships. Um, you guys are, like, kids to me for four years. And then a lot of times, I, I might not ever see you guys again, you know, Um and, you know, in our situation, obviously, you know, I, we moved and, and I haven't seen, I think the only person I've seen since I left was Steve Kennedy because he came to our game against Monrovia in 2016, you know, but at least, you know, with Facebook, I can see you guys and a little bit and see how, you know, you've grown up and you are as adults and, and stay in touch with you in some capacity.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, through social media. Cause I was just thinking about that. Um, I believe it was Easter. You posted a picture of your kids and I was like, dude, that's cool. Like I remember yeah, <laughs> when your yeah. wife was pregnant and yeah, yeah. and now I have a four-year-old, you know? So it was like,
1: I'm time I thought time the flies. same thing. Yeah. yeah. No, when I, when I, when I saw her, like, which, you know, the first time and like, I think the other day you might've even posted a memory on Facebook that I saw. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like she's getting so big. And, yeah. You know, Cole's Cole's a freshman now and
0: wow, yeah. you know
1: he's a he's a he's a freshman and, and he played J V for all nine games before the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, played with us in the fall and and it you know, it was it's it, you know, he's played with me in the summertime in the last couple of years and and but it you know, this year when he played with us in the fall and, and started playing in, in the spring, it, it was definitely you know a a difference it was really kind of uh surreal but you know i still have a picture on my uh i have a picture on my um my uh filing cabinet school of me tossing them in the air and
0: you know i know kennedy
1: kennedy's made a comment a couple times like that's the same dude you throw 50 feet in the air and i think (laughs) to die on his way down you know so yeah it's it, it is crazy how time flies
0: I mean, it's, it has been, it has been beautiful to keep track of like, you, you know, I got, I got you, I had a couple of other uh, faculty members on. And so it's been nice to like, you know, cause like sometimes I'll, I'll trip out. Like I have different people, like when I was 21, you know, 22 and they were 18, 19 and now I'm like 27. And then I got new 21 year olds, like training people at work or whatever. And then, you know, you leave the job and then you see them grow up, you know, the little kid that was immature, late to work every day, always had an excuse, always had something and now he has his life together because, not saying because of me or anything like that, but you just see these, like the the process of their growth and yeah. it always kind of trips me out to be like, dude, I remember when this motherfucker would come in drunk. I used to be this guy, right? So drunk as hell in the morning, like hung over, I can't work, yada, yada, yada. And then now he's like killing it, whatever he, you know that person might be doing in life.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. It's, it's weird just to see, you know, the the growth process, the maturity process of, of, you know, anything. And just from, from day one to the last day that you're doing anything with them um, or then you come back X amount of years later um, and they're just, they're just totally different, different individuals. You know, all of a sudden you guys that were running around and, you know, I'm trying to get to figure out how to sack bun or squeeze or this and that and the other. Now all of a sudden freaking, you know, you've got, you've got a, sorry, somebody just called me. That's okay. Um, I just hung up. Don't worry. Um, But uh, all of a sudden now you guys got like kids of your own and, you know, baby and apparently he's trying to have a whole baseball.
0: <laughs> he's on track. He has two under two. You know, and, and, uh, that's a lot of
1: polls. That's a lot of polls for his kids to run because you <laughs> know he he ran a few in his time. <laughs> but uh um no, it's you know, like yeah, I, I, you said Ozzy has four now and you H- know, three
0: boys, two. so he's on his way, he's on his way. Yeah.
1: So it's 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 really it's crazy because we're living in a time where you just do, you know, everybody says they talk about always being plugged in and plugged into this and plugged into that. And, and, and they're right. But it's, it's a situation where you, if you want, you can always be connected to people in your past if you can find them. You know, yeah. whereas, yeah. whereas before, you know, you go your separate ways and boom, that's it. You're it's, it's, it's a done deal. You don't ever see this person again the rest of your life or, you know, you might run into them 50 years down the road or something like that. but. You know that the plus side of social media is you get to you get to keep track of people that you cared about, um, and you get to see how things turned out after your chapter's been closed with them.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting take. That's a, like like you you want you, not in a sense you're not going to be a part of it, but you get to see it from afar, if you will.
1: Right. Like, I mean, true story. Like, you know, and you said, you asked me if I listened to the whole four hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was,
0: I was like, cause you said you liked how like they go. Other... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I <was> like, That's <laughs> long. I, like, no, <laughs> I listened to an hour of it. So true, true story. And I think you posted it on Facebook for me directly or, or yeah. messaged me. Yeah. but I was, um, I literally like no joke. I was scouting two baseball games that day. Um, one at San Jacinto and one at Pimmett high school. And, you know, I guess I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but, you know, I'm on Facebook as I'm, I'm leaving the school in my truck, and I see that you posted it. So I opened it up, and I'm listening to it, and I, and I went and stopped and ate in between games, and I listened to it then, and I listened to it all the way till I got to my, my next stop. And it, it's like, it's the two of you. It's, it's you two. There's nothing different. Like I'm sitting there by myself in this restaurant and people had to think I was crazy because I'm like laughing because it's like listening to you two together. Like when you were like 15, 16, 17 years old, but it's not because you're talking about different stuff and you're grown up and you have your own lives. But you're given an opportunity and people that knew you when you were that age can just hear the fact that it's just the two of you. In your in your realm, doing your thing, and that's the cool thing about it.
0: That's I mean, and that's the best part for me. You know, at first it was kind of like a little tricky. You know, I, I was scared to ask you. That's why when you said, I was like, Hell yeah, let's make this happen. I you know, I, if I were to ask people, you know, he has two kids, they're both under two. His wife needs them at all times. You know, he wants to be with his kids. So you're like, Yo, bro, let's have a couple of beers and catch up. It's like, Oh, I got important things to do you know but it's like let's do it for the podcast it's like i could do an hour of that like let's let's hang out for an hour let's make it happen because i'm gonna help you out do this thing and to me you know ozzy same thing four kids we did it in his um he made me dinner while i got home i got to his home from work he made me dinner get there we eat we catch up a little bit we jump on we do two hours and i'm like dude if i were to ask ozzy it's 10 p.m can i come over for dinner he'd be like dude i got kids like get out of here you know so it's a great icebreaker to get into people's you know they're my friends right you're my coach we we would make it happen but at under those times it's kind of like oh i got other things to do so just once we get it going it kind of feels like i'm glad we're doing this and i even in the moment i I try to enjoy the moment because i know how rare it is for it to happen you know because when i run into them it's like so-and-so's son's birthday party so we're all kind of there catching up hey how you been how are the kids but you don't really get that whole hey man how how's you know everything else the full hour conversation so it's um sometimes i don't even care if people listen to be honest with you i'm just like as long as i could go back one day and listen (laughs) to this like that's all i need
1: yeah no that is you know and that's it's you know it's crazy because obviously like i i I'm in a different spot of the tunnel of life than you are and and you run, you understand it pretty well. And, but it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't change because as as you get older and people move here and people move there, I mean, you know, you think about it. it, I, I, I am a hour, roughly an hour and a half, hour and a half from you guys, the way life is, I mean, hour and a half might as well be flipping a, you know, a different state away you know and and people get busy and and you know the one thing that you know I Ambruso I Ambruso's name is I think Ramos last he changed his last name
0: yeah I heard about
1: yeah he's Ramos now I could be totally wrong about that but he reached out to me this year and 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 texted me because he's back coaching now and and you know he gave me access to their huddle he does stuff on huddle and with his players and he asked me to take a look and, and give me some and give him some suggestions and, and just see what was going on. And you know, so I'm sitting there and and I'm watching this 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 game and it's at Mountain View. You know, I, I haven't been back to that field. I mean, I have not been back to that field since we left. I mean, I've been to Arroyo because we had a playoff game. Play. You know, but I, I have not been back to Mountain View. We were driving somewhere, we stopped at Mountain View, so the kids so our kids could see the school, you know, um, but I saw the baseball field, but I haven't seen a game there since I left. I, you know, and so time speeds up. I hadn't talked to Ambruso probably in like, I I think the last time I talked to Ambruso was the first year we opened up the school. They came out and played us in a football game. And I think that might've been the last time I talked to you because you just you know, go your, your your separate ways, and time starts to speed up. And you know, he's got a kid now, and I have two kids, and and our lives go in different directions. And I mean, it's one that's one good thing to see about your group is you guys still seem to be as tight as you possibly can. You know, but but doing stuff like this, like if you had told me, you know, what 2006 a hey, in 2020, <laughs> you and I are going to do a podcast together. I'd be like, you're crazy, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, when it, when it, you know, we loosely brought it up in that face uh, that, that Facebook thread when you gave me the, 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 uh, the link, and then when I saw your, you posted a couple of weeks ago or last week, I'm like, I'd love to do it, you know, um, I, I, your group means a lot to me. Mountain View meant a lot to me. Um, you meant a lot to me and, and to be able to help you and, you know, just to be able to talk and catch up with you and, and it just, you know, it, mean, it means the world to me um, that you'd even, you know, that you would even want to go and sit down and talk
0: for an hour. Uh, I mean, so. we're, when this is over, we're going to have to do it in person because I'm actually like an hour away from Mount View 2 uh, You said Hammond. I'm like, dude, that's not that far from me. That's like 30 minutes. I'm in Moreno Valley. So I assume you're out. Are you really? To- yeah. yeah. So I'm the one that's. I didn't far know from you were area. out here. Yeah.
1: Holy moly, I right. dude just yeah, you, we freaking went and played Canyon Springs last year. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I've got a one of my assistant coaches um lives off, uh lives off. I want to say it's Seattle Slough because he lives in an area was no freaking, fucking way. That's
0: yeah. down this. This is literally. Yeah. It's a turnabout that's down the street from me. I could walk there in five minutes.
1: Oh yeah, he left where he he lives on the corner of like I think it's like Seattle Slough and freaking I don't know. It's like a little turn in of like a cold stack. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that's it takes
1: yeah, it takes me like thirty minutes to get there. Thirty. That's right six, off of, Paris right? Yeah,
0: right yeah, off yeah, of yeah. Paris, right? Right off of Paris. I'm literally yeah. uh my backyard is adjacent to uh Paris. Yeah,
1: yeah I had no, I had no idea yeah. you were out here. Been out here about a year. So, yeah, maybe. we'll definitely have yeah, to well, go. Yeah, after together.
0: this, yeah, well, in person. Um <laughs> But like you were saying, like just the the process of it all, you know, because when we were like 1920, we were every weekend, we go golfing, we go grab burgers, we go grab some beers, everything together. But then everybody started growing up. Everybody started having kids. Some people start working nights. I was always working weekends. So you just start not by choice, but you just kind of start dissing yourself. And so you're appreciative of those moments, you know, the baby showers, the weddings, you make time to be at those things because, you know. Seeing each other three times a weekend now turns out into one time a month, and sometimes baby yep. sick. So the next time they're baby sick, so you don't see each other for three months, and then it's like, can you make the Super Bowl party? I'm going to the work Super Bowl party, and now you know. So you just kind of, I mean, every time I see the guys or I'm with the guys, I feel like, and some of the guys I see more often than others, right? But I think that's in every group. But just being able to keep in touch, it's fucking. To me, it's cool. That's why, I, like, I don't delete my social media. You know, sometimes I'll take a hiatus, two, three months. Right. But then like, some people delete it, and then they're back like, in a month. I'm like, dude, I just don't log on. Need a break. We all need a break here and there. Right. But that way, I can still catch up with them. And it's been cool. No, and
1: you're you're right. I mean, I, I made a comment to somebody. I think right where all this crap went down. I'm like, you know, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for people that I didn't see. And for the memories that pop up on Facebook, yeah,
0: memories are the best.
1: I, I'd probably be done with it, but but you're right. It's 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 the ability to stay in touch that's just you know it, that 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 keeps you there. And I mean, it's probably in their algorithm.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: it, 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 but but it is. It's it's and like you said, like I think more people and and me included and should probably step away every now and then. But it's it's not a bad thing to have. It, it's like anything in you know, life. Use it right; it's a great thing. Use it wrong, the, yeah,
0: It's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. Like you sh- taught me. It's, it's, yeah. it's a tool. Yeah, a tool in the in the toolbox. a tool. It's
1: a tool in the toolbox. You know, we we've gotten big in the in 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 our baseball program. You know, we've gotten big in those bat sensors, the blast bat sensors that you put at the bottom of the bats, um, that measure different stuff, and and you know we've gotten big into into those in the off season and. And people have, have been like, man, I don't, how do you do it? And I, and I said, it's a tool. It doesn't take away from coaching. You know, it's just, it, 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 it gives you information to use It's all about how you use it. And Facebook's no different. It's just another tool in the toolbox, you know, friggin', you know, fire. You can, you can, you can, you can make a stake or you can burn down somebody's house with the same, with the same tool, exactly. you know, it's, it's, all about how you want to use it.
0: And I'd love to jump into that about the tools cuz some of the things uh yourself and Wilson I was with Wilson for 2 years for those listening. They really thinks I was a good baseball player for some reason. I'm like I only made varsity senior year. Like I wasn't that good. I was okay. I was part of the team, but I I'm I'm uh conscious of my skill level. I was like I was good enough to be a, on the team, but I wasn't like a star. But um yourself and Wilson really made me from a so-so average player into like I would say a not a star or anything like that, but a above average defender, you know, part of the team. And it was a lot of the, I, I don't want to like say it wrong, but like some of the quotes you used, some of the words you used of encouragement, the positive reinforcement, all that, dude, I saw it work firsthand with me. That's why I'm so much about that. You know, like, Hey, you failed today, come back tomorrow. You know, I remember when we used to run, like, you know, we used to do the summer program. We did baseball all year round at Mount View with you. And we do all those core and like, you know, right now at Royal, they're playing football, you know, like let them win football. Like we're going to beat them baseball. How are they going to beat us in football and beat us in baseball? You know, and right. so all those little things that like started adding up, adding up. And when we'd be tired, you'd be like, hey, a Royal right now, they're going to run a little extra because, you know, they haven't won a championship in two years. They want what you have. Like are you going to give it to them? And I remember that would make me, I don't know if you remember, but some days after practice I'd go run a mile or two extra because I'd be like, one of the best quotes you've ever said was, well, at least to me, was you're only str- as strong, your team is only as strong as your weakest player. So I always told myself, don't be the weakest player. You know, don't let the guys down. Don't let the guys down. So I knew, what was I good at? Let's be great at that. You know, I was never going to be the, the batting third, batting fourth. I, I knew that then, but I was like, if we ever need, you know, an emergency pinch run or something like that, that's where I make my killing. So I just worked my ass off under your tutelage with, you know, Coach Wilson, you know, I was with him for two years, same thing, you know, just started batting me, I think my sophomore year, I was batting like eight or nine, halfway through the year, you know, I'm either leading off or batting second, depending on who's pitching. And that's the kind of thing, you know, like, hey, you want it, earn it, earn it in practice. And so I've always pushed that in my professional life, you know, like when I see youngsters come in, like I said, I see them, like, hey, dude, different aspect, right? If you're not here 10 minutes early, you're already late. Like, you got to get in this habit of doing things right, doing things right. And it just kind of always made me rise to the top at it wherever I was at, be it construction, landscaping, gardening, warehouse, always quickly just because I was telling you, how do you do these things? I'm like, I have an athlete mentality, even though I'm out of shape, (laughs) I have the athlete mentality, you know, I I, I got to do what I can right and make sure that other people are doing what they can right. You know, like I'm going to expect perfection because also another thing you said, like I'm Okay with um, physical error. We're all going to make physical errors. I, you were a big Giants fan. I'm sure you still are. So you'd be, Barry Bonds makes errors. But he doesn't forget how many outs there are, you know, when you're, he's on the bases. He's counting. He's looking at where his outfielders are, you know, in between uh, the pre-pitch, you know. he's Yeah, right. he's lounging around, taking in the scenery. But when it's time for the pitch, he's down ready to, you know. And all these things are like, that's all preparation. That's not about skill level. Anybody can prepare. And so that helped me like, and that's why I said like, this would be great because that helped me in so many ways on the field and off the field, because it's like one of those things where I told my dad to, not too long ago, like you're not a, you're not a, a child to your parent, you know, like now the things that my daughter does, I'm like, Oh man, my, my parents were so good to me. And then yeah. the same thing now where I'm like the supervisor, I'm the lead, I'm the manager. And I'm like, uh, like, why do we make life so hard for him? All we had to do was run these poles. Why, why did? Why didn't we do the? You know, and that's one of those things where I knew I had to put in the extra work. You know, the hard nineties, the making the bunt was perfect. You know, all those things where I knew, like, I'm not gonna hit it over the fence, but I know that if they need a fucking uh, hit it up, I'll be I'll be capable of that because that's what something I can control. I can't control my power, but I could control hitting right. it up the middle, whatever it may have been. So,
1: yeah. And, how do you do about and, that? And, and, that you know, here here's the thing. It's like we've got you for four years and, and there's a lot of coaches in the world and, and, and there's a lot of coaches in the world that that they want to win games. And when you're you know, when I first started coaching, I'm sure that that I was really big on winning games and I mean nobody wants to lose and and I'm big on winning games now, but what i've got you for four years it's not about what i can get out of you for four years what you can get out of me for the next 50 years of your life you know um it's it's a game and i've been blessed to have been around some some great coaches that have taught me a lot that i can turn around and give to to kids and players and 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 you know people like yourself but you know in all my times at mountain view and and you know i think i think we won i think i won two championships there in the 4 years i was there um it it's i did I, if i recall correctly i never hit fourth i never played center field i never threw a single pitch you know and and that was you guys and that was you guys that did it and And I'm here for you guys and it's not the other way around. And yeah, I get the accolades um, of my peers and, and, and people, Hey, you did a great job and, 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 and it led me to a, another great job, but it's about you, you know, what we're talking about 16, 10, 14 years later, sitting here telling me like look this is about the fact that I can do this I've done this in my life and I'm able to do this in my life and you hit the nail on the head we we want to get kids if I can get my entire group of kids to play at a higher level than their talent then I'm going to be pretty successful as a coach you always had a way to play higher than your talent level you got more out of yourself than, than 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 tons of players did. And and I think another thing that you hit on is, is you said that you've always been very, very self-aware. Well, when you're self-aware, like you did, you can go, how can I be successful in this environment? I, I'm not gonna go out pitch Fabian. Okay. I'm not gonna go out catch Ozzy or whatever, you know. Um what can I do to be successful and you go and do it and you succeeded at that and you did, you busted your butt, you know, Um, it was great to have the tradition at Mountain View and it, and it it helped a lot and it helps that El Monte is such a small, I mean, it's not a small community, but it's, it's a real small community. And, and you guys hated to lose to, to each other and hated to lose to Arroyo and, you know, you didn't want to you lose Elmani, and and because you guys bought in to what I was was pitching to you guys, and you guys were a close group of friends, it it led to a lot of our success. Um, but if you guys don't, you know, if you guys don't have that work ethic, you know, and, and there there you know there's a phrase, it's called a glue guy, and and the phrase a glue guy is. He's kind of a glue to the entire team, and he gets along with everybody. And, and, you know, when the Cubs won the pennant, for example, not the pennant, the World Series, uh, David Ross was, was that glue guy for the team. Um, and, you know, you, you go to a lot of teams nowadays, and it's, it's like a, a Albert Pujols, who speaks both English and Spanish, and can connect the entire clubhouse in a conversation, um, and and I really truly believe this. You were a huge glue guy in high school. Um, you, I mean, if you had enemies, I didn't know about it. You know, <laughs> not um, what high you, you always had that smile on your face no matter what. You never seemed to be in a bad mood. You always did what you asked. You know, I asked you, like you know, you said, well, why can not we have just done this? Now looking back on you know, those, that's kids. But, you know, you, you always did what you were asked of. Um, You never complained. You know, I didn't have, I think I had, I think I had uh, like one and a half parent meetings the entire time I was at Mount. But, you know, I I never got complaints from you. You know, you were never disgruntled or you were, you never brought it to fruition and brought the team down. You know, you seem to be one of those blue guys. It's just, made everybody want to play a little harder and that you could just kind of you know you you had the ear of everybody on the team and and you were able to bring a lot of people together
0: um just to add to that I mean I don't want to pat myself on the back but it's funny that's why I was kind of ah. smiling <laughs> no because of my my job before the corona that's what they were telling me like dude we could I when they said they would cut hours and all this I'm like I'm out like I I'm not going to drive this far because to, to be able to be near my daughter, I, I literally work down the street from Mountain View. So i do. like, dude, I'm not going to drive all the way out here for her fucking part-time job. You know, I could just grab her on the weekends. She's not in school. It's not a big deal. But like they said, dude, you're you're our glue. Like if you leave, like everything's going to fall apart because everybody sees you here. They they, they think that everything's going to be all right. When we lose you, oh, yeah. everybody knows. And I was just like, well, how is that not my fault? Like that's, you know, I'm just an employee. Like don't put that on me. That's. They should be aware of the situation, you know. But you know, just kind of like, so it's hearing that, you know, heard that like two months ago, and hearing it now, I'm like, I didn't consider myself that, but I just felt like at the time, you know, these were my friends. These are the guys that we would say after practice and walk to BBQs, go to uh, Big D's, you know, go to Mount View Park and watch one of the Little League games that somebody's sibling was on, you know. So we would still hang out after yeah. it wasn't just we're on the baseball field. Now we're leaving all our home you know it's like no we're gonna hang out after this so I always felt like that was the uh, our thing you know I'd walk to school with these guys hang out with them between classes so it was just easy thing and I don't think we ever had an issue as far as like you know I don't know if you remember I'm sure you will you see a lot of baseball the Evan Longoria BJ Upton type thing right like center field when they were both in Tampa
1: oh yeah yeah. B.J. Yeah, just yeah. kind
0: of jogged up there and Evan had to get in his face and when I see things like that I'm like that never happened with us you know because I felt like Personally, I can only speak for myself, but I felt like I can't do that to them because I wouldn't want them to do that for me, to me. Right. And so I always felt like it wasn't the pressure, but almost just kind of like we got, we can't be like the days ago, you know, to use your guys' words, yours and Wilson's. We can't just be, you know, grabbing ass in the outfield. You know, we got to take this seriously because I completely bought in because I saw what we were capable of, you know, sophomore year, some of the team made varsity. We were on JV, and I think that's the year you guys won a uh, league as well. We won league, so I think only the freshmen came in, like second. So we almost had the trifecta, right. and it was just kind of the whole program's doing great. So, yeah, they didn't win first on the freshman squad, but they were in second, which is rare for Mountain View. And just these things start kind of clicking, like, dude, we're pretty good. Like, and you start believing right. in yourself. And so then when you say, hey, I know last week we did. X amount of whatever, right? 10 poles or this. Today, we're going to push it to 15 because your endurance is, you're like, at the time, you're like, what the fuck's endurance? Like,
1: <laughs> right. it's,
0: it's hot out here. What is he talking about? And it's like, no, you guys got to push it because one day it's going to be extra innings and the other team's going to be tired and you're going to be prepared. So what would you rather be tired or prepared? And next thing you know, we're just running like, this is the seventh inning. This is the seventh inning. Now this is the eighth. This is all extra. This is all extra. And so I always take that into account To the best of my abilities right because sometimes we do get lazy as you know you get some perks being a manager you get some perks and you're like i always tell myself don't forget what got you to the dance you know don't forget what got you here like if you start slacking people will notice because you don't slack so the day you start slacking it's like what's going on over here so it helps me hold myself accountable and hold others accountable because if you're holding them accountable and not yourself they notice so I right. feel like you got to push yourself more than them. So they could, they, how are they going to say something bad about you yeah. when you're the one, like example, running the 15 poles and then they say, Oh, well, how come so-and-so didn't run? them? like, he already finished, you know, kind of thing uh, for a lack of a better analogy with work. But that always helped me kind of assess things. Like you said, even then I, I, I was, I was aware of, I didn't realize it, to be honest. You know, I was just, kind of a dumb kid. Like, okay, I gotta they say run fifteen poles. Gotta get used to running fifteen poles. That's why I ran those miles after. So I wouldn't be right. tired, you know? But it was it was fun. I gotta tell you. Like I heard it from Wilson first. Maybe it was your quotes I remember that big uh Facebook thread a few years back. Like remember James Wilson quotes and then you man, he stole so many
1: <laughs> quotes because he ended up at Mountain View before <laughs> me.
0: He but, ended I mean that's how
1: I ended up at Mountain View was was because of him. Um, he was the first coach I ever hired. Really? And so I'm like, those aren't even his quotes, <laughs> man. Those are all mine.
0: Yeah. Like, it's... I forgot what I was going to say. One of the, one of his quotes, or one of your quotes, but it'll come back to me because there were so many of them, but just... Like, dude, it was, it was fun. Like, winning is fun. You know, like, you're having fun out here? And, I, you know, after the fact, I saw I Remember the Titans. I don't know if you guys got it from there, but, like... Being out here isn't fun. Winning is fun. And you buy into that. Like I remember we talked about it. Yasad talked about it. Fabian talked about it. Ozzy talked about it. When we lost, there was nobody on the buzz talking. Like we took that too hard. Like we don't lose games. We don't lose to gabrielina We don't lose. So how can you be smiling and cheering on the buzz? You know, leave that for the softball girls. We're gonna fucking just sit here and quiet. And everybody knew it was unspoken rule. Like you can't be happy. We just fucking lost. It doesn't matter. We didn't get blown out. We never got blown out. We lost three, two in a great game, but that's a shit game because we didn't win, and everybody just knew, like, come next day, forget about it, now let's practice for that Friday game, but...
1: You know, you hear this all the time, it's like, can you have good culture without winning? Can Can you make it fun without winning? You can have good culture without winning, things can be fun without winning, but sooner or later, if you're not winning, you're not having fun, you're not having fun the culture will drop and it's just I I don't know if it's a fact of life I don't know if it's a fact of humanity I don't know what it is but but you know it it, dude being good sucks like being it sucks to want to be good because you want to be good you know I just heard a quote today and and they I I don't know if I've ever really actually heard Kobe say say it, you probably would know more than me about that, um, but the quote was, do you want to be the beast, or do you want to do the things the beasts do, and, and if you want to be the beast, and you want to win, and you want to be good, it takes work that other people aren't willing to do, and aren't willing to put in, and unfortunately, 99% of the time, guess what, that sucks. You know, that, that work right there sucks because, you know, like you said, like we would go after practice and we would do this and we would stay and run this and I'd stay and run an extra mile and I'd do this. Well, guess what? You know, and you can remember the classes you got to see in. When you're an average student, you showed up, you did what was expected of you and you were a C student. You want to be a B student? You got to go right here. You want to go, you want to be an A student, you got to go right here, you know? And and you guys came in after a an amazing group of, of players, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, they were badass.
1: So, you know, <laughs> Coach Purcell, you know, Coach Purcell, God rest his soul, was there For me. Oh, a while ago.
0: Really? I wasn't aware of that. Oh, there.
1: yeah. Yeah, died in a car accident a oh, while sure ago. ago
0: um Damn, sorry to maybe hear
1: five that. years ago now five six wow. years ago, yeah um you know he had a great group of players and and I had what he you know what was left after he left, which was an incredible group of players still yeah.
0: you know um the marks the and, victors the yeah, yeah
1: you know and and you guys came in off the heels of them and 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 i mean <laughs> you you if you want and 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 I remember. You know, I guarantee you that that we had this conversation. You want to be them, then you're going to have to do what they did. You're going to have to pay the price because it's not like you know. Uh, when when I came in, you had Henry Barrera at Resme, you had Mark Robinson, and and there was freaking you you know you couldn't walk without tripping over a scout, You yeah, know. I remember that. Um, the year after that you know tucker we played temple city and ryan tucker was there um after that it 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 the 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 talent pool really became super even and and it came down to who what group of players was going to pay the price and you know i was blessed with a group of players that were willing to pay the price day in and day out um and and it, and, and it wasn't just that. It's like, you know, you got experience um, that you probably wouldn't get necessarily because I, I remember, you know, when, when we would play winter ball, you know, we, we were – you know, Mountain View was a big-time dual sport, triple sport, freaking 900-sport athlete school, you know. And, and so the, the, the hamster wheel didn't stop because half of our starters were playing football or this, that, and the other. We just grabbed you guys that were younger and brought you in the mix. And then when finally it was your turn to eat at the table, you know, in the spring, you weren't lost when you had to do it, you know? And and you guys were willing to pay the price and you guys were willing to to go as, as young kids uh, before you were ready to play in these fall ball games because you had to. And, you know, probably looking back, it's like, Oh my gosh! I get to do this, you know. I'm thinking, man, this kid's really signing up to to, to do this right now, um, you know. And then you paid the like you said. I ran 15 poles of practice. I went and ran a mile after practice because I wanted to be ready for those 15 poles, you know. And and that's that's paying the price of wanting to be good. And and I was blessed. I and and you know, at Topwits, I am. I'm am, am blessed as well with with a great a great group of players, and you know I I I can say this for for my career, which this was my 20th year as a head coach. Um, I have been blessed with far greater players, and far greater parents, and far greater administrators to work for, and far greater coworkers than I've ever had. Badly. You know, even, you know, even my last year at Mountain View, which we were riddled with injuries, um, and it was my only losing season there, um, it was, I was blessed with good talent. We were just, we had some kids quit because of family issues. Um, We had, um, you know, I want to say it was our number one start, Um, one of our start. I think it was I think it was Flores got injured. Yeah. Leander got injured. Yeah. Leander got injured. We had a kid quit because he had to get a job. You know, it was just you lose half of your starters like when the season starts. You know, and and it, there's only so much you can do. But I was I've always been blessed with a great I've been blessed with a great group of kids. Um to coach my entire career and and my time at Mountain View with you guys, and you guys gave me everything you had, and and everything you had, and and even more. And I have, I, I could not say even Fabian. I can't say one bad thing about
0: him. Yeah, no, man. And right back at you, it's like, cause I know everybody has their own opinion. Everybody, whatever. I was like, dude, to me, you know, my dad was always around. I've had a great dad. A lot of people say like, well, it's cause you know some of these coaches come in and. You know, especially like in that type of community, like Amani, there's like, you know, a lot of single moms type of thing. I was like, dude, I had a great dad. My dad was always around. He was just always working. So he could never make it to the games. But my dad always, like, how would it go? Like, uh, you know, batted seventh, uh, one for three, got an outfield assist. All right, cool, cool. You know, do your part, do your part. And just he he knew the system, you know, like when I was young, I was really good at soccer. They wanted me to play soccer. I didn't like soccer. I did, but I preferred baseball. So it was like, I could have been, now I'm not saying I could have been great, but it was there for me to be great. I was playing at an early age, but I just preferred baseball. I'd rather be a shitty baseball player than a good soccer player, at least at that time, right? Maybe even now. I mean, (laughs) that wasn't for me. I I enjoyed it. I liked the, not the physicality of it, like the endurance, you know, always being running up and down the field, all that. But that wasn't, I, baseball was my love. And so seeing Wilson, Wilson just, a different type of coach, right? Like funny kind of not laid back, but kind of, Hey, Hey, we're having fun. But when it's time to go, like we, we're going like no bullshit, you know, just kind of go, go 27 outs, 27 outs. And you made, you're on 25 and somebody makes an error. We're doing it again. And you're like, he's kidding. Right. And you're starting up again. And it's like, okay, don't like I told you, it's not a pressure. Don't make a mistake, but just can't let everybody down. Now make sure I, Crow hop everything perfectly because I cannot be the error on 19, you know, just and it's right. that pressure where when it comes down to game time, it doesn't matter because you're used to it at practice. So when you practice for pressure, you're ready for the game time. And same thing with you, you know, these little things we're adolescents, right? We spend more time at school than we do at home, and you're just kind of like, Yo, man, heard you guys did this this weekend. Like, how the fuck do you do all that, coach? <laughs> I got, I got years on the street. Okay. But, yeah, man, I'm not telling you how to live your life. Just make better decisions. Make better decisions, you know. There's the same thing you would always say. A royal that would go to bed at 9. And we knew in our heads, like, dude, we saw them at the party. They were like, they were not <laughs> <home> at 9. <laughs> but you would tell us, like, dude, they 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 slept at 9. They were early. On Saturday, they came into practice. And you guys are out here going around doing your ruckus, you know. So just kind of those things kind of, even though they maybe sometimes fall on deaf ears, you still – are aware of them you know okay he's looking out for me you had that whole i I mean i was a pretty good student you know when i chose to be so i had like a 3.5 but i remember you did the whole nobody below a 2.5 is going to play here so if you need uh tutoring we're going to open this up so that you guys and that's the thing that you kind of like wow you know like not only is he coaching but he's also like lending us a hand in our schoolwork because he doesn't just want us to be baseball players you know he wants us to be educated and I never took those things for granted. I thankfully didn't need it, but I was aware of, the, of those things you were doing for us at the same time. You know, I, re- I want to say it was your wife's classroom as a matter of fact, that was open for us after.
1: Yeah. Year. Yeah.
0: And so like those things, like what I told you through the message, like that took a big toll on me because if you remember correctly, the year after I graduated, I needed a couple of recommendation letters for a great job that opened up. and, I went to Ms. B, and I told her, can I have – I asked her for a letter as well, but I needed three. I told her, can I have um, Ron Savage's information and James Wilson? Because I couldn't go to, to you guys directly. This was, like, before Facebook and all that. She's like, I don't think I can do that. I am do dude, They'll be okay with it. Just let them know that it's for me. They'll be fine. Like, oh, you don't want to ask another teacher? I'm like, it would mean more if it's from them because they saw the kind of player I was. So I know they'll make a good recommendation letter better than – Oh, he was a good student. He came in. He did his homework. And like, they'll know how to type me up. And I, I don't want to lie and say I still have that letter, but I still remember what you wrote. I still remember what James wrote. I still remember what Ms. B wrote. Like, to me, it was, like, humbling, like, to hear those things about you. And I got the job and everything, but it was just kind of like, when you go in there with, like, look, this is my coach. I was with him for two years. This is my varsity coach. I was with him for one year. This is the administrator at my school. I was with her for three years. And, you know, these are the best recommendation letters I could bring. And they're like, so you think you'd be a great part of the team? I'm like, yeah, because I know that I'll be a great part of this team, but I'm also going to look out for everybody else. I'm going to need them to carry their own weight. And I know how to make that happen. Because at the time, I already had a job. So I kind of seen early on, like, oh, man, some people are real shitty at their job and they just, asset you know like they do the bare minimum but they get the bare minimum they've been here seven years and they have not earned any promotion and they're okay with that and we don't need people like that we want people that want better for themselves not just here but in life and they're like the fuck you're 18 years old talking like that and i was like because this is the things that my father yourself wilson and some teachers you know i had great teachers i like you say you've been fortunate dude i've been blessed if it wasn't for my third grade teacher i probably still would be speaking spanish because i was so behind from kinder to second grade, I was uh, in an English school, <laughs> not speaking the lick of English. So if it wasn't for her taking the time to, like, tutor me between classes, not classes, but recess and lunch, dude, my whole life is different. And right. junior high, same thing. So that's why I'm always like, you know, they say to be, you have to be, it's better to be lucky than good. I, I feel like that because I've been lucky my whole life. Like, some things, you know, could have bounced another way for me. But in the grand scheme of things, like, I've been very fortunate, the hand that I was dealt and the people that have been around me and influenced me growing up, and you were a big part of that.
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, I appreciate that. It's, you know, it, it, working at a school like Mountain View, and I was at Azusa, you know, prior to that, you know, I, you know, I, can't, I, come, from, I come from a two-parent household, uh, mom-dad home every night. Um, I can't even remember Yeah, and i get- i get this a different era, but you know when I was growing up, you know, we ate dinner together every night um uh, my 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 dad's in his eighties, my mom's in her late seventies, they're still married you know and and you know I went to a p u uh we didn't have, i didn't have the money to go to a p u but I went to a p u um and so to go and start teaching at Azusa and then come to Mountain View, I mean, it, it, I'd lie to say if it, it, it wasn't a cultural shock, you know, not as much going to Mountain View because I'd already gone through Azusa, you know, but it, it, it opened my eyes. And I think going from Azusa to Mountain View, you know, because then that's my fourth year there. And, and now I'm getting a little bit older. I mean, you realize the impact you you've got to make a decision because you you know you have this group I mean and it was great like I had Robinson drafted in the fourth round I had Carranza and Pineda that went and played college baseball um but the vast majority of you that was your career like you guys were at the twilight the 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 twilight of your career you know you guys were going to play high school baseball and and that was going to be it. And it wasn't about, you know, going and playing professional baseball. And it, even though that's your guys dreams. Um, how can I make an impact on these kids lives for the next 40 and 50 years? And I probably said it to you guys. Look, you have four years here. You're going to make stupid decisions that will affect the next 70 years of your life. What kind of decisions do you want to make? How can I help you be a better, better person? Because, you know, it's not about, it's not about you being the number four hitter and, and, and all Montview league. It's about you being, you know, a great, a great dad. You know, I remember, yeah, you know, I can't say I remembered it. So I opened up, and we started messaging back and forth, but we had that, that, that message thread about you reading to your daughter. Oh, yeah. You know you had posted something and and I said, "Look, look this is proof right here of what you need to do. this is what we do with our kids every night da da da, da, da. you know it's about you being a good a, a, a good colleague, a good parent um, a, a good coworker, a good human being you know and and that's really at the end of the day what our job's about and and I was able to to kind of understand it, or I guess maybe get hit in the face with it at Azusa, and and start to learn how to navigate it through Mountain View, and really, really, really help you guys because you know, like like you said, you know, you were you were blessed that that you had a you had a dad that was around as much as he could be, couldn't be at the games, but was 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 always there. Um, but, but I was, I was I remember one time, and this is before you guys, we would start doing the throwing program in the fall. And I'm like, and I'm trying to explain, look, throwing the ball is like fishing, man. you just It's right here. You're casting out. Raise your hand if your dad ever took you fishing. And I'm staring at two rows of kids that don't have their hands up. Mm. And I'm like, you've never gone fishing before? Well, coach, yeah, I've been fishing, but I don't know who my dad is. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and then it, then you find out, it's like, it's not just him, it's those four, and then those four haven't seen their dad forever, and those four, you know, and it's like, how are you going to navigate life? How are you, you know, I've got you for fours, and so it became, and I think like, you know, people now go, people, you know, I tell people now all the time, it's not about winning, man, it's about the process, and they look at me like I'm crazy. You know, I, I, you know, Talkwitz. I want to say this is our thirteenth year playing, and we've won like seven or eight league championships. We've won the CIF championship. Congrats! Um, thank you. Um, I have had come through. We've had through through Talkwitz High School. We've had probably close to twenty guys go straight to four-year college baseball. I think. We've had eight kids. I think it's like seven or eight that have gone D1. We have a D1 commit to Fullerton um, that's going to be a senior this year. Um, Our shortstop from the 2017 championship team was the starting third baseman at Colorado Mesa, who was in the Division II College World Series last year. And they hear me go, it's not about winning. And they're like, yeah, right, man it's not about winning it's not it's about the process and and it's about helping the kid where they're at become a better person and once i once you understood like this guy cares about me more than just whether i caught that ball in the outfield then you're willing to listen to other things because now you know i care about you you know if 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 I just only talked, about, only talked to you about baseball or I only talked to you or yelled at you when you dropped a fly ball or only yelled at you or talked to you when you screwed up, then your thought process is this guy only wants to win games, you know? And, and I don't – do I want to win? Yeah, you know me. You, you were around me. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm way more competitive than, than a lot of guys. But it, I've always believed this. If I take care of my players and I do things the right way and my goal is to make you a better human being and you know that, then making you a better po- baseball player is simple. I can do that. I can make you. I, I can take anybody make them a better baseball player. You have to let me. You have to know that I care about you to ever get to that point. You know, and and, and you know, and people think that I jump in and I'm hands-on and I'm this and I'm that and I'm that. You know, the, the, the kid we had in 2017 that's at Mesa, I, I tell all the time, I'm like, man, I didn't talk to him about hitting till he was a junior. They're like, what do you mean? He wanted to do things his own way. And until he was ready to listen, I couldn't help him. And, and it was in December of 2016, and he's like, finally, it's like, what do I do? And I said, are you ready to listen? Yes. And, and we were able to do it. And, but it, it's, it's, the, it's the work at getting you guys to understand, like, I want you to be better human beings. And once you understand that and believe that, you might not agree with it, but once you understand, man, this guy cares about me, then the rest is easy. And the wins take care of itself. You know you guys put in the work at practice, we you you know, I develop a relationship with you, I develop a relationship with the team. you guys develop relationships with each other. there's there's nobody that can beat us. there's no there, the, there's nobody that can beat us um, and the scoreboard at the end of the day will take care of itself. you know and 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 I learned that at Mountain View that I, I you know, I mean, you guys needed more. You know, people have always asked me about the weight. And, and, and I told them, I've said this from the word go. Like, I said, I was never a big weight room guy until I got to to, to talk with. Well, what changed? I said, when I was at Mountain View and in Azusa, those kids didn't need a weight room. Those kids needed to, to learn that I cared about them. They needed to learn that somebody was going to be there for them. Day in and day out, no matter what they needed to learn how to play the game of baseball that's what they needed you know they didn't need to get bigger and just think that I didn't care about them you know and 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 that that was the huge thing is you know it pained me when I left Azusa, it pained me when I left Mountain View it pained me because you know you tell kids i I remember sitting in the I remember sitting in the room and meeting with that group of kids and telling them that I was leaving. And I remember Steve Kennedy, like started sobbing. He's going to kill me when I say this, <laughs> but he started when he hears this and he hears this, he's going to kill me, but he started sobbing and he'll, he'll admit to it. Yeah. Um, so
0: he, he'll own up.
1: Yeah, You know, um, because we had had a conversation and, in and, and it, I was always dealing with his grades and trying to get him to get eligible and trying to get him to do the right thing. And I remember saying this to him, I swear to you, if you're ineligible again, I'm leaving next year. Dude's ineligible for the end of that season. (laughs) He's like, he's leaving because, and I already knew it. I knew what I was going to have to deal with because nobody knew that I was leaving. And, and it was, it was a, it, it was a secret that I had to keep for a long time. And I had to manage it at the school site level so the players didn't find out about it. Um, but I, I remember keeping him after. Like, I let everybody go, and I'm like, Steve, I need you to stay. And I'm like – and I told him, like, it's not you. I need you to understand that. I said, if I'm not going to – if it wasn't for moving my family, I would not be leaving this school. And so it pained me to leave you guys because, you know um, – a lot of a lot of the kids in your situation have got people in and out. Oh, I'll be there, and then they're gone. Oh, I'll be there, and then they're gone. And and when I got to every you know every school I was at when I was at, the zoo, I was at Mountain View, my this is I am where my feet are, and and this I had the mentality this will be the last job I'll ever take, and I treated it that way because when I left Mountain View. I wanted to leave it better than I found it, and I wanted to impact the guys' lives. And that's really, at the end of the day, my goal with a lot of my players. And I and I know in the moment, a lot of them probably don't believe that because they think I'm that crazy sometimes, like you guys did. And and I can have my moments where I just snap and go off. But it's it's about life. It's not about a game, you know. There was the I'm sure you've seen it because you're such a baseball fan. But there was the Augie Garrido rant they've shown in the in the clubhouse of Texas. And he goes in and just melts down on these players. It's like two minutes of just pure how do you not have a stroke right now meltdown? Yeah. And and he said it. This isn't about an effing game. This is about life. Don't you get it? And it is. It's about life because you have to be responsible to people. You were responsible. You you said it multiple times tonight. You were responsible for those group group of guys, and and it's a game. If you lost that game, you guys didn't win a league championship. You know, blah 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 blah. It, it is what it is. You know, but but when you get older, it's about so many more things. You know, and and you know, I made a couple jokes about Fabian tonight, but you know, I I, I remember um. Pulling into the parking lot and, and, and I can't remember if school started or it was those days the teasers had come back or whatever. But you guys you guys were all out there playing baseball like it's a freaking Stan Lop movie. And and I get out and I start walking over, and all of a sudden he walks up, you know, and we made amends. And and, you know, he went on to be the, the, the league MVP, co-MVP with the kid from South Almonte that year, you know. And, yeah. and that's what it's about. And it's, it's you know, it's, it truly is. It's not about the mistake. It's about what you do after the mistake. And, 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 and coaches throw that around so easy. Um, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's not about the mistake. It, it's what happens after the mistake. But, but the problem is this, you guys are kids, you know, you guys are kids and, and am I going to correct Fabian's behavior if I make him run the, I think it was the hunter poles or whatever it was, it was and, yeah. and kick him off the team and be done with him forever. I'm not going to correct his behavior. I mean, you know, and, and yeah, I don't want to turn this into a political thing, but you know, you look at that, you look at our jails and are there a lot of people that just need to be in jail forever? There are, but are there a lot of people that are in jail that you can correct, correct their behavior and, and put them on a path in life that are just sitting in jail, doing nothing there, there, there are those, you know, and, and, and if I had just been done and wiped my hands with Fabian, how how am i helping the kid how am i helping the kid i'm not helping the kid learn anything from it you know all i'm doing is giving him a punitive discipline and and telling him to get out of my face and and i'm done with you and so it's not about the mistake it's about what you do after the mistake but that's on us because and like you learn with it with a child they're going to make mistakes you have to let them figure out how not to make the mistakes have to give them the opportunity to correct their behavior you know and and the two thing and two things fabian did that 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 meant the world to me is meeting me halfway and i physically mean meeting me halfway because when i left the car he had enough balls at his age to start walking towards me i was not walking towards to talk to him I was walking to you guys and I'm sure he's well aware of that and but he 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 wanted to meet me and he wanted to talk to me and and I was willing to have that conversation with him and him coming up and having that conversation with me and not being scared to have it because you know how it is in front of a peer group and he did it in front of the he could have waited till school started Knocked on my door at lunch. Coach, can I talk to you? He walked in in front of all of you guys. He walked up in front of every single one of you and wanted to have that conversation right then and there. And and that that has always impressed me about him, and it it, it meant the world to me, you know. And and talking about social media when we were talking about how it keeps connected, um, I I forgot that. I think it was like two, three years ago, I started giving out the, the lineup cards again, the player of the game lineup cards. And it was because yes. of Fabian. Fabian posted it. Fabian posted it on Facebook one day. I forgot I even did that. You know, and, and I started giving them out again. And, oh, my gosh, does it not mean the world to these kids? I had one parent that's like, Coach, he's got every one of those. He's got every single one of those that you gave him on the wall. You know, and, and, and I might not have been doing that right now. I might not have ever remembered that if it hadn't been for him posting that on there. you know, but it, it truly is about how can I help you guys get better as human beings? Because I mean, in all my years coaching 20 years, I've coached two kids to a step foot on a professional ball player. And that was Mark Robinson and a kid named Ryan Miller out of Tokwitz. Um, So how many hundreds of kids have I come in contact with? And, and you're talking about two kids, you know? And, and I think the kid that's at Colorado Mesa will be my third. Um, but it's about, it's about the relationships that you and I build and that I build with you guys and about you wanting a better life for yourself, and that life doesn't have to look like everybody else's life. But you know, you how can I show up for work every day and be responsible for the guy sitting next to me, and how can I do right by my thing? You know,
0: it's beautiful. I just let you go because that was beautiful. Um, there's, there's, um, you know, I I see it on social media, right? Like when coaches yell at players when coaches do this thing like where they they're not playing everybody where they're not how how do you go about that I'm not sure you know you said you're blessed by great parents but there's not just nine players on the team you know there's the 13 the 14 and I feel like me being who I was aware that I wasn't I did my best to earn it in practice I the drills you know those outfield drills that are not annoying, but just kind of rep, rep, repetitive. You know, at the time, you're just like, dude, I know how to crow up. I know how to crow up. I know how to crow up. And you're like, why are we doing this again? And, you know, as you get older, you hear the elite quotes. You hear, you know, the 10,000-hour expert. You know, after 10,000 hours, you, know, you hear all that, and it makes sense. Yeah. But as a kid, you're like, dude, I want to do the fun drills, you know, when we come out here and we throw the football around or we're tossing it like a receiver, you know, over the shoulder, all those fun drills instead of just the tedious stuff you never yelled at us you kind of like yelled you yelled but not at us like you weren't disciplining anybody by like yelling directly at them and so i see these things you know obviously on the far and you have the coach Knight, bobby knife throwing the on the basketball court That's throwing the, the chair yeah but like i'm like you got to let these coaches have some you know it's difference between personal life and then you never yelled at me or anything like that. There was one time you got mad. I think somebody did something or like th- was throwing rocks or something. You said, t- "Aglar, stop that. And I was like, I was more shocked than like, well, what happened? And then you're like, they kept doing it. I don't remember who it was, but they kept throwing like rocks. while we were like in our little huddle. And you're like, Aguilar, I already told you next time you're running. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I think maybe you thought I took offense because my face was like a shocked face. like a what the, cause I wasn't even doing anything. So after you came, you're like, Egler, you know, I'm not mad at you. Just, you got it. I was like, yo, dude, it, no, not dude, but I was like, coach, that wasn't me. I don't, who was it? I was like, I didn't see. I had my head down. You're like, well, just don't do it. I, was like, I won't. And so <laughs> I never took offense, like, oh, this guy's yelling at me, even though that was like the sternest you ever got with me. But I mean, how do you deal with, like, especially in the day of social medias where like, I'm sure the parents are recording their kids, but if you were to have, let's say, a meltdown or a blow up, this thing's going. You know, they don't know what's going on on the field. You know, sometimes you need that kick in the ass. I've done it on the Sunday League teams I was on. We were losing to this team. Great story. Don't want to get into it too long. But a Sunday League team in the semis for uh, to get into the championship, these guys are out. They already won the game. You know, it's, we're only going seven innings or whatever, but it's like the sixth inning. They're up for, like, going to the top of the seventh. They still get the last ups. And they're already celebrating. You Kind of like what you said South was doing. You know, they already have the champagne under the seats. They got their apple cider red cider. So, I just brought the HUD up together. I'm like, these motherfuckers are out here celebrating. What have they won? Like, we still got ups. We're going to – they think they won? You know, just kind of like a motivational type right. thing. We were adults, right? We are in our early 20s. We went out there. Philip, Alex, Andrew, these guys were all part of the team on that team. We ended up scoring six runs that game. That inning, we won. If – let's say I was a coach and that was a high school team They'd be like, look at this way. This guy talks to his players. yada. yada. And I'm like, that's why you got to have a people that never played sports are the ones that make a big deal about it. But I'm just like, I hate when I see stuff like that. Cause I'm like, dude, yes, they're kids, but you need to let them know that like a little motivation, you know, like to me, it's fine. Like if somebody, obviously, you know, you're yelling at three or four year olds, like they don't even know how to kick a soccer ball. They can't even hit the ball. Right. The key. There's a difference, but these are young men and women that, this is real world. You know, some of your bosses are going to yell at you. You should be aware, like, at a job, like, okay, I'm gone. I don't need this job. But if you need to be, if that's what's going to take, we never saw you yell. So, with the times where I saw you, like, get a little loud, I was like, oh, shit, he's serious, you know? Because if, if you're just walking around yelling all day, then obviously you would be like, eh, just another Monday for us. But it's, I feel like <laughs> when it only happens once a year, you're like, we fucked up. We fucked up. You, you get me? So, how do you deal do yeah, no. that? Like,
1: you know, here here's the thing. I chuckle a lot uh, because I hear things or I see things on social media, like, "Oh, you can't do that. You get fired nowadays." And and it's about it's about a few things. And one, it's about being real with the kids. And what I mean by that is this: if they know that you care about them and they know that you desire to have a relationship with them that's more than just baseball and you know that you're there for them and you know that you um they know that you will be there when things are bad um then they can deal with things a lot more than if, if it's just baseball um i I I don't mix my words, and I am very very blunt and straightforward with the players. I always have been. Um, I can be prone to some Bobby Knight esque meltdowns from time to time, uh, believe it or not. Um, but the biggest thing is this: is my players know that. I, first of all, here's the biggest thing. I don't ever call out players, really. If I'm going to call out a player, I'm going to call them out and say, look, when you were coming around second base and your eyes were in the outfield and your body went wide of the bag and you got thrown out by two feet at third base, that hurt us. You know, I'm not going to go into a rant and call them every name in the book and this, that, and that. You know, um, and so my Bobby Knight-esque meltdowns are more as a, in a, in a group setting. Like you said, I'm not yelling at you, I'm yelling at them and I'm yelling at the players and, 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 and you don't, you don't individualize it and you don't personalize it. And I think that that is what really gets coaches in trouble is when you start really digging in to a kid and you specifically go after a kid and you are specifically demeaning a individual, um, you're you are asking for problems. Um, I try to, if I'm going to deal with a kid, I try to deal with a kid one-on-one because it's a one-on-one problem. If it's, if it's systematic of the, the group and it's a group thing, I have no problem getting after them, you know? And then the one thing is is this. I, 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 I try to, you know, the games, you know, and you're a parent and, and you'll go through this and, you know, Fabian and his baseball team and Ozzie and his uh, other baseball team, They'll see what, you know, they'll see what I'm talking about. They don't already. But when you sat, when you sat in my wife's class or other kids sat in my wife's class and and took a test, you didn't have anybody sitting there barking in your ear. It's a test. Go take it. The room's quiet. But for some reason, when you guys play baseball games and kids, especially now, their parents, you know, they want to yell every last little instruction that they possibly can to their kids, and and they don't want to sing, and they and they don't want to stay quiet. You know, when it comes to games, I I I try to stay as quiet as possible. And if I need to say something, I'll say it as quiet as possible. And and that's not to say that I don't rip teams during the games, but if I'm gonna rip you, it's usually at practice because we're doing a. It's not closed doors. And I'm not a quiet person, as you 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 know, but it's closed doors. This is our this is our house, you know, and 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 I'm not gonna air family laundry in the middle of the game, you know. And and truth truth be told, um, last year I aired a kid out too far in a game, and it was on a Friday, and you know I spent the whole weekend wanting to get back to school on Monday to apologize to that kid because I felt I went too far, and. But it, how do I deal with it? I, I try to limit it at practice, and I try to limit it in a group setting. And and I don't try to individualize an attack towards a towards a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and I think saying, that's
1: the biggest thing. That I
0: mean, saying, um, praise in public, scold in private. And, I mean, because... With us, at least. I don't you know. know if
1: I'm real. I, I don't know if I'm real good at that. But I, <laughs> I try. No. I try to do both. I try. I try to do both. I guess in public and in private. I don't know. I try to balance it
0: out. It does. I mean, I remember like there were there were certain days. You know, it's like we just beat our rival. You know, like you're coming off that high. You had that Wednesday game. You think that like, Thursday's gonna be like cool. You know, at that age, we don't know better. Yeah. So we're thinking like, oh, cool. Thursday's a chill practice. Because Thursdays was like shorts, you know, it wasn't even baseball pants. It was just shorts because we had the game on Friday. So we're going to be cool. We're going to be relaxed. And then we're running polls. We're doing this drill. We're doing like, what the hell? So, you know, maybe mentally we weren't prepared. And so now physically we're like, dude, what the hell's going on? And so everybody's just kind of going through the motions because we're like, dude, we just, it's an emotional roller coaster yesterday. And your job is to prepare us for Friday, but we're over here enjoying still Thursday. And so. That's when I remember you scolding us, like, as a team, like, you guys got to get your head out of your ass. Like, how bad do you guys want it? Like, you guys – and, you know, you say maybe a little aggressive, maybe a little yelling, but that's what hit us. Like, that's what gets us because, you're like, they just lost. You think they're taking it easy at practice, and you guys won, and you're taking it easy? Like, you're going to play them one more time. This is where you win that game, and that's when you're like, ah, fuck. You know, like, you're right, but you're like – us, we're like, fuck, man. Like, we just won. You got to – hard day of practice and then we got another game tomorrow you know so that's something i do it works you know obviously like you said culture our our culture was a winning culture the fun came along for the ride but like you said earlier you know if the culture dies out or the winning doesn't happen the culture dies and then people could say oh well you know he's just yelling he lost the players you know a lot of coaches in the right that's because they're millionaires you know they're not gonna get yelled at or whatever but they lose the locker room and I felt like, dude, because I read all these articles, right? And I'm, this is obviously written by somebody that's never played a sport. Their kid obviously sucks at the sport. And they want their kid to be the center fielder, batting third, you know, fucking coming into to close. Like, no, dude, that's not – you're trying to win. Like, yeah, we want them to have fun. But he should be putting in that work, not just have his mom write a blog that gets published in a fucking article. Right. That's not how the real world works. And you're trying to appease them. And you're making more of a shitty kid because he thinks that, okay, I'm just going to complain till things go my way as opposed to let me do the work. He's going to enjoy the work. Cause he's going to say, okay, maybe I don't bat for it, but now I'm in the top half of the lineup. Okay. Now I'm not a sub. Now I'm a starter. Like those are the little wins and those little wins become big wins. And to me, that's why I want to get your perspective. Cause I'm like, dude, how Uh-oh, did he leave? Are you there? Maybe he got a call it's just me in here so thank you for those listening i'm sure he's gonna jump back in but maybe his phone died maybe something is the first time something like this happens but it's a great time to plug if you if you're a fan of this show listen in on the cool kids pod the cool kids table com, on youtube facebook and instagram you can find us under the cool kids table podcast and on twitter it's The Cool Kids Pod. Um, If you like it, leave a review, thumbs up, fucking subscribe. All these things add up over time and we're building an audience and it's great to have people like CIF Champion Coach. And if you enjoy, you know, tell your friends. How can I get him in here? Is he in here? Yeah, he's back in here think he might have gotten a call again. Okay. Can you hear me? Cool. There we go. Dude, back I'm sorry.
1: On. My freaking AirPods died and it shut
0: the whole. I know it did it again. Is Maybe his phone disconnected. I think you guys heard that. His AirPod died and. And uh he got disconnected, but. He should be back in in a second. Maybe his phone's dying. We've been at it for maybe an hour and 10 minutes, something like that um great coach great person great father he was a big part of my adolescence i'm sure he'll listen back to this and so sounds weird saying ron but coach savage you know thank you for everything you did for our squad for me personally you know that recommendation letter you didn't have to do any of that and you still went out and did it for me we've had some great conversations through you know facebook messenger and all that it's crazy you know cif championship coach he's back in Cool, let me see. Let me see here. Unmute. Can you hear me? All right, I can see you. Can
1: you
0: hear me? Yeah, you're back. Okay, cool. So it was just like a minute. Don't worry about it. It happens. What can you, you hear saying? me? Yeah, yeah, you're back. Okay. I got um, you. I'll get do an audio.
1: Okay. So I friggin' sorry, I, my AirPods died and it shut the whole thing
0: off. All right. Don't worry about it. Um, I just, it was mid, oh, I was saying that, yeah, like it's it's crazy. So I just wanted your perspective on that as far as some, you know, you see them and pop up and then they get shared, you know, sometimes it'll be like a little, it's not even that bad of a rant, just sound like, what are you guys doing out here? You guys, are, uh, you want to play fucking? soccer go play soccer but we're out here playing football you know you guys gotta come in with heart and then oh my god i can't believe he's yelling at his players i'm like dude it's not even that bad like right i was in junior high was probably the worst coach i ever had for soccer and he would yell at us like he would berate us and not one of the reasons i was already like in the i don't know i'm really not digging the soccer thing When, (laughs) when all that happened i was like why am i out here you know like why am i putting myself through this and but even then, like, it wasn't – I still played the next year, so it wasn't because of, um, of the coach. But that's – believe it or not, I started playing baseball in eighth grade. I was actually telling my friends, like, really? Like, you were pretty good. I was like, we can never afford it. Like, I never played Little League. And so I used to play with my dad played on the Sunday League team. Right. So we would uh, – I would, like, with Izzy and uh, – remember Eduardo Reyes, my – Yep. tick. Like, we would just play catch with the adults, playing in the outfield with them. That's why I, I could – I mean,
1: <laughs> you can always catch a fly ball. Yeah,
0: and they just throw me in the outfit, and I had to throw it in. You know, these guys are throwing it in. There's no cutoff, so you just so we all had cannons for arms, take the best out of everybody. Is he a pitcher, and me just that that long toss because it was just something we did. But just to see it like nowadays, it trips me out when those videos, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know, and you had kind of said something like like. You know, you you you, you have nine you only have nine players you can play and how do you do it? And oh, yeah. you know, we're very upfront, like I'm very up front now. You know, we can run programs year round. And you know, I'll give you an example leading into this year. You know, we we graduated six starters. So we have three kids coming back. Our kid that's our starting that's our gonna be our number one going to Fullerton. Uh, we have our left fielder. Uh, we have our first base, third base kid that 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 plays both corners and and is a and all three of them pitch as well, you know. And then we have a slew of sophomores and juniors that are going to be coming in from JV. And we will play a seventeen game schedule in the fall. Um, and if I have you know, two kids that want to play shortstop that I believe that can play shortstop on the varsity level, they're going to play shortstop and they're going to get equal innings and they're going to get equal at bats as much as possible. And, and we're going to let that be, we let that be the decision maker because, you know, and that truthfully speaking, that's one of the reasons why we got into blast as well. Um, you know, you're going to tell me that, you know, coach, why am I not playing? Well, okay. Let's look at my starters here. Here's my nine guys. And here is their average mile per their barrel speed. Here's their app, you know, average barrel speed. Um, and here's your barrel speed. And is that the end all be all? No, but it's not subjective either. You know? Um, and, and and playing time is not subjective when, when in the fall we're, we're evening it out. And we're evening it out as, as far as we can. And the more – and I tell coaches this all the time. And, 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 you know, I have travel ball guys that will talk to me and they'll be like, you know, uh, Johnny's mom thinks he should pitch. The kid sucks. Uh, what should I tell her? Let him pitch. The guy's like, what do you mean let him pitch? When Johnny gives up eight runs in an inning, his mom's going to beg you never to let him pitch again. You know, mm-hmm. give them what they want. And, and, you know, a kid says that, you know, a kid, a kid wants to pitch. Um, as long as I believe, and, and it might, you know, if there's some kids that I'll just say, look, we, we have no room in our, in our, on our pitching staff for another pitcher. Um, you're not going to get any varsity innings. Um, but if I have a kid that I think can be serviceable in the fall, I'll give an opportunity and we'll let the, we'll let the opponents decide um, because we, we have a mix of games that we play. We play, we play either teams that, that we feel are comparable to us um, or we play teams that are better than us. And, and so they're going to pitch against both. And, you know, we, we find out a lot about kids by putting them out there and, and them knowing, like, they're, they're playing for their job. And it doesn't mean that kid doesn't have a job at the end of December. The kid might be moved to a position. But if he wants to be the starting shortstop and he can't get it done on the field, I've told every single parent in August, look, this is how we make decisions at the varsity level. You know, I've heard, you know, I just, people ask me, well, do you do tryouts? Not for my varsity kids. I don't. Do you do what? People ask if I do tryouts and I'm like "Eh, for my varsity kids in 2020 and I've been doing this since basically 2016. No, I don't. Like when you're in the program after your freshman year, we have a conversation you're either on the fall roster or you're not on the fall roster, you know? And, and, and that com- that, that moment comes from, from with, with some interesting situations. I had a kid um, that is, was actually a bullpen guy for us the last two years. And, and he was actually doing very well this year and his sophomore year. He was very bent out of shape that he wasn't included on the fall roster. He felt that he should have been included on the fall roster, and he made no buns about it. And so we had a three-way scrimmage where we basically played a doubleheader against two schools, and one of our kids wasn't going to be able to be there that day. And so I went to my pitching coach, and I said, "What do you think about this kid?" Throwing for us. And he looked at me because the whole coaching staff was in agreement. The kid didn't, didn't belong at that level at that time. And I go, look, man, here's the deal. I know he doesn't belong. You know that he doesn't belong. But the kid thinks he belongs. Let's give him one inning to either prove us wrong or right. He gave up four runs in one inning. The ball never left the infield. Mm-hmm. Except when he threw it over the first baseman's head. And I never heard a peep from him the rest of the year, you know, and it's because the points proven, and it's, it's, and it's not meant to be vindictive. It's meant to get them sometimes to a point, like you said, of self-awareness, because if I tell you, you can't play and you believe you can play, then you're always going to have an argument. And the parent is always going to have an argument. You don't give my kid a chance. How do you know? Well, I've been doing this for 20 years. I I know. I know your kid's not ready for this level. But they don't know. But here's the thing. And here's the beauty of it. And 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 I literally just heard this today from another coach. Here's the thing. The ball doesn't know if you're 15, 16, 17, or 18. When that ball hits the strike zone on the outside corner, he doesn't know what age you are, and he doesn't take it easy on you because you're 15. And with the explosion of travel ball, everything is 8U, 9U, 10U, 11U, 12U, 13U, 14U, 15U, 16U, 17U, 18U. Well, these kids get to high school and they've dominated their whole life. But the piece of the puzzle that's always been left out is it's against your age bracket. Now, all of a sudden, you want to be a 15U kid and play at the 19U level. And then you want to complain that you're not getting an opportunity. Well, the best way to do that. Okay. I'll give you an opportunity. We'll see if you can play, you know, and, and, and honestly giving the kids the opportunity and the experience to play. um, And, and people think I'm crazy, but I always go back to like you guys and playing you guys at JV in the fall when, because I had to, I didn't have a choice. (laughs) I was either going to play you guys as JV kids that weren't ready to play or we weren't going to have a fall program. We didn't have enough pieces laying around, you know, the ship to freaking, uh, to to play fall ball, you know? And I did it. I did it then out of survival to run a, a winter program. And, but I saw, I saw value to it because when you guys did come of age You were at a different level than the other kids, you know, because we, you know, like I said, you look at it, it's not like the talent pool was, you know, you go to Arroyo, you go to South, you go to El Monte, you go to Rosemead, you know, um, it's all the same pool we were all swimming in the exact same pool. Well, why were you guys at a different level? Because you guys did different things year round. And, and you might've been sacrificial lambs, you know, before your sophomore year or before your junior year. But when you got that seat at the table, you didn't have a problem with it. You know, now I use it in this little bit of the same manner of, of self-awareness, but we use it to decide like who truly belongs at, at this level because, you know, we went and played, you know, this last fall, we went and played, this isn't a single day in a tournament we played Vista Marietta in the morning and we played Foothill at night. And between the three schools, there was probably 19 four-year college commits. Uh, we only had one of those 19, you know, and and so you learn a lot when you're playing teams that are, that are, that are a different talent level of, uh, above you because – What are you going to be able to do? You know, even back when you guys were playing, you know, we were, I, and I remember this and, and I'm honestly admitting to violating the CIF policy right now, even though I don't think it'll happen like 20 years ago. Um, We, a group of coaches, we got together and we created a fall league. Um, You know, you guys didn't necessarily know that's what we did, but we, we created a fall schedule. Behind closed doors, and and you know, you look at the you look at the talent pool, and and we were playing the Nogaleses, the Monrovia's, the San You know, we were playing teams. You know, I took you guys and let you guys play against freaking teams that were going to come into our league easily and win. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you were part of this group, but
0: I, I was. We played.
1: But... Well, I'm talking about, did you play the San Gabriel Valley Arsenal team? Were you part of that group? Uh, No, no. Okay, so we play an Arsenal team. And Vieira, uh, Mike Vieira, who ran the Arsenal, tells me, look, I'm going to bring my 16U team. He goes, before you say anything, this freaking isn't your average 16U team. These kids are going to be pretty good. He rolls out this kid that's just black kid rolls out on the mound at mountain view and he's just absolutely throwing bb's just shed it's freaking aaron hicks is who the is who the kid was yeah, yeah, he's on, the,
0: on the yankees right
1: yeah you know and so it's like i never went and just i never went and just you know said okay we're gonna do this let's go get the crappy teams and we're gonna play against them so you guys feel good about yourself and you know, I remember one of the biggest compliments you guys received was we were playing, um, we were playing a team and it was John, it was no gallus. It was John Romano and John Romano has done everything there is to do under the in high school baseball and coached a lot of big names. And he said, you know, one thing about you guys is this, you have a team at the beginning of the year and the team you are by the end of this, this spring season, and throughout the season is completely different. You guys bust your ass. You play the game the right way. And at the end of the season, it, it's, it's a pleasure to watch you play because I see where you guys are at the beginning of the year, and, it, and it's a different spot where you're at, at the end of the year. You know, and, and I don't know. I don't think you guys get to those levels if we don't, you know. If you're not tested and we go and I go soft on you, or parents go soft on you, or let like you said, uh, Johnny shouldn't be on JV. Johnny shouldn't be on the bench. Johnny shouldn't be any ninth. I want my kid to be a four-year starting varsity player and hit fourth. And then I'm going to argue it. They, you don't get the same product, you know. It's 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 a refinement by fire, and that's that's the only way that you're going to grow. Is you know, yeah. My my daughter is in seventh grade and. One of the things that I've kind of put a demand on her to do is kind of do a workout, a kettlebell workout. And during this thing, and she started doing it and the next day she couldn't walk and it's a 15 pound kettlebell, but it's not like, you know, she's in seventh grade. Yeah. And the next, the next day she can't walk. And I said, I said, she's complaining cause she's sore. I go, you're sore because you're growing. She goes, what do you mean? I go, that soreness is the lactic acid from your muscles tearing in order for your muscles to grow. They have to tear, they have to grow. And that's what's causing the growth, the pain that you're experiencing is causing that growth. And you know, I try to, to explain that to kids. It's, it's okay to fail. We're going to get our goal in the fall. We're going to get you thrown out. We're going to make you steal. We're going to put you in uncomfortable positions. We're going to, And when I mean uncomfortable position, I don't mean, you know, the big loaf of the first base is playing center field. I mean, you know, you're going to see dudes. You know, you're going to see dudes on the mound that you won't see all year. We're going to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible in the fall so that when you start playing in the spring, the game slows down for you and you're able to succeed.
0: And if I can vouch for that, a little quick story. I I did the fall ball program, sophomore, junior year, and then, well, obviously senior year. But um, uh, the Saturday, my junior and senior year, I was in that. Remember, I, I had to miss a lot of the games because I had that Saturday Catholic confirmation class. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do and, remember that.
0: And so I had to – it was, I believe, four – I might be wrong, but I remember it being like every Saturday. So I had two classes every month. And so come junior year, my friends think I'm ready for varsity. I think I'm ready for varsity. You know, I I almost got too confident. I just played the game. I thought I was a shoe in for varsity. And comes uh, season time, I'm on JV. And I was mad at you. I was mad at myself. I was mad at my parents. You know, like, dude, if I would have just gone to those extra games, I would have gotten a little bit better. And, you know, you cope with it. I thought about quitting. I didn't. I'm on JV. I'm like, let's make this the best I can. We're killing it, you know. I had a lot of, a lot of us. You know, this, that's how good we were. Um, I'm sure they don't mind, but I believe Ozzy, uh, Yazad, um, Ernie. We were all on JV as juniors, you know, and it sucked. I believe, it, yeah, it sucked. But at the same time, we were dominating. But at the, you know, we were happy because we went like 14 and one. We won JV. We right. were like, dude, this is nothing. Like. We're, we're, we're this much better than everybody else. Like, like you said, like, but looking back now, I remember that made me appreciate my senior year more. You know, I don't know if your coaches or your assistants or your past, um, um, players or your future players will listen to this, but take what you can out of it, you know, cause that's where I got, I wouldn't say good, you know, I don't want to say good, but that's where I became such a better teammate, such a better, um, Player, not as in on the field, but just like taking advice, doing things. Cause I was like, dude, I'm only here for one year. Like, let's make it a memorable one. Even though I was already confident in my skill level and I was, I knew I was a good teammate. You know, I was always looking out for everybody type of thing, help with the helmets. Even though the catcher, he just did seven innings in fucking 98 degree weather. You know, let me take the catcher's gear, even though that's his job. That was who I was. Cause I knew, like, dude, this could be taken away from me. Cause I, I thought I was good enough. You know, my, teammates thought i was good enough but at the end of the day you know i was never mad like i was mad but not like upset like oh my god i hate him but because sophomore year we did like a few uh what's called inner squad practices with mark robinson and since i was a sophomore on uh, jv and he was the only center fielder it was me and him in the outfield and me and him were throwing guys out in from center field and he was dude for i was like five four He was like six foot. He's like, you got an arm, man. Like next year, you know, this is yours. I'm out. Like, this is all yours. They don't have, you guys don't have another center fielder. I'm like, no, he's like, do this, you know, make sure, you know, so I, all those things that he did, I don't know if you remember, like the fly ball, it's clearly just him in center field. He just go ball. That's where I got it from. I did all those things because I try to emulate him. But what I'm trying to say is like, if anybody listening ever feels like this is what I deserve, like, no, because sometimes you'll put in the work, you'll put in the after hours, you'll do everything right. But that's life. It doesn't always go your way. And at the time, I would understand it. And I don't want to like live in the past or anything like that. But that really made me appreciate my senior year varsity so much more because people were I had been on the team two, three years. So they were kind of already like, this is what I do. And so to me, right. I was taking it all in. Like every practice was... You know, my first varsity practice. Every drill was like that. We never did that in JV. With, you know, certain things, certain scenarios where the signs were so not complicated, but just so much where, like, if we knew the sign, we knew the sign, right? But somebody as an outsider, I remember the girls be like, you guys understand all that? Like, yeah, it's very simple, but it just made you appreciate the little things more. And like I said, in case anybody ever feels like, damn, I should have been a three year starter or a two year starter, like, I thought I should have been a two or three year starter. Uh true story, Parcells, we had a tryouts freshman year. That's why I kind of knew him. He would love Ernie. Like he said, you're my future shortstop. Like you are fucking good. And he was like, dude, you're you're pretty good. Like you're quick on your feet. Like I was always an outfielder. Early on, like in eighth grade, I did uh, second base and all that. But my position was outfield because that's what I always knew. And so he goes, dude, like there's this kid, Mark Robinson. Like you'll be under him. Like he's gonna teach you a lot. So I always felt like okay. I just got to, you know, go through the, th- go through the, what's it called? Like, just go through the motions and I'll be fine. Right. So come freshman year when it's baseball season, I'm, I'm on the bench. When I start playing, I'm in right field batting ninth. So it, to me, it was always like, I got to earn it. Maybe it was my size, but I always just earned it. By the end of the year, I'm playing center batting second, you know? So for those, if anybody needs those words, you know, just because you think you deserve it, that's not how life works. And I'm glad it worked out the way it did because maybe I would have been a little arrogant come senior year. Like, Oh yeah, I've done this before. I was a starter last year. I was center fielder, you know? So senior year it made me that much more appreciative of the moment. Cause I was in the moment. Like I said, I was enjoying it. You know, like in this conversation, I'm aware like, damn, this is, I can't believe we're having this conversation. That's how I was when I was in center field and we're playing a Royal. And I remember one game, there's 21 outs. And I caught nine fly balls. I was like, dude, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, Fame is just throwing it right there where they can't catch up and they're just getting under it. So I kept pulling in. I believe it was Coach Mo. You and Coach Mo kept giving me the sign. I'm doing an, uh, and I'd be like, Coach, I'm good right here. I'm good right here. And then I do the choke, like I'm good right here. I came in the dugout and I was like, Coach, you know how many fly balls I've caught? You're like, how many? I'm like, we're on five and we're only in the fifth inning like no way check the scorebook you check the scorebook and you're like you've been doing some scouting now like i learned from you and that's the kind of thing you know i just knew where to be because even in the moment i knew like dude i'm getting a lot of fly balls and as an outfielder you're aware of that type of thing yeah so p- the point of that rant is if anybody listening if you feel like you got the short end of the stick work harder because things don't always go your way you can do everything right and it still sucks to say but you're still not good enough I, i'm telling you from experience. <laughs> That's funny. Anything you want to touch? I want to how how did it go down? CIF championship winning. What was that like? It was a long time coming.
1: Man, that was man. You know it's funny. So here's the the quickest version I can give you that I'll start with. We'll see where it goes. So we get to the game And the game before us, I don't know. I know it was Arrowhead Christian. I know Arrowhead Christian was playing in the game. And the reason why I was very well aware of that was, A, they're they're local. They're in, I want to say it's Redlands or something like that. Uh, But um, freaking uh, their head coach, I think the wife died of a heart attack, like the night before the CIF final game or something. It's something like that. She died. Um. The wife of the head coach and the son played and so they were they were I mean whoever they were playing against they they were just trouncing I mean it was bad like and I remember standing there at UCR at the first base side and I'm like I just don't want to lose like that I don't want to get here and lose like that. We th- when we beat No Gallus, it was the fourth time that I had been to the semifinals. Um the third time being in the year before. And and so I just was like, I, I don't I don't want to lose like that. If I lose, at least make it a one-run game. Well, you find out quickly how funny God, you know, that God has a good sense of humor. Because we're in the seventh inning, and it is bases loaded, it is two outs, and we are bringing our relief. We're bringing a relief pitcher in. We had to pull our starting pitcher um, because of pitch count, and we have to bring in a sophomore who was committed to Fullerton at the time. Um, we have to bring him in with bases loaded two outs. Ball one, ball two, it's now 2-0. and um, At 2-0, I now realize that losing by one run was going to be far worse than losing by 10 runs. So, he then throws, goes 2-1. The count goes 3-1. He throws a strike. He throws a pitch um, that was about eye level that the kid swings at, and he gets a strikeout. Wow. Now, the real precise story of that is the first pitch the kid jumped out of the way of, like legitimately flat out, jumped out of the way of the ball. Had he not moved – We would have lost in the seventh inning. Um, He then goes 2-0, 2-1, throws a slider. Kid moves again. I don't know if the pitch would have hit him, but it had come real close. And then he swings at a pitch at his eyes. Um, So we go to the top of the eighth. Now, that's the year they instituted the pitch count. And the rule is 110 pitches, finish the batter. So when you hit 110 and you finish that batter, you have to leave the game as a pitcher. You can go to shortstop or wherever, but you have to, you can't pitch anymore. So we are our number two hitters up, kid named Norman Power. He was our left fielder. Ball one, ball two, ball three, ball four. Ball four is 110 pitches for this kid. The kid's name was Pearson Ole. It was his 110th pitch. And nobody's moving in the dugout. Nobody's warming up. Our catcher, who's our number three hitter, comes up. Kyle Weatherby, he's a senior. We go sack bunt, 111. I call time. I walk up to the the umpire. I said, I need to know what this kid's pitch count is. He turns around. He looks at the dugout, which is the home dugout, which was responsible, as was CIF that was up top. And he yells to the coach, he yells to the kid with a clicker, what's your pitch count? What? Yay to God. I was expecting the kid to say something like 107, 110, 108, even though I know I'm right. The one number I was not expecting to hear was 111. The kid goes, looks at his clicker and goes, 111. I palm butt the umpire and go, oh my gosh, that's an illegal pitch. He goes, no, it's 110, finish the batter. I go, ball four was 110. That sack bunt was at 111. So long story short, a big discussion takes place. A big, not kerfuffle is in any kind of fight or anything like that, but a big discussion, a big kerfuffle goes on for probably 20 minutes um our number four hole hitter who's the kid at mesa comes up they bring in another kid he hits a ground ball through the five six hole and we score the winning run um or the go-ahead run and then we go into the bottom of the eighth our kid comes back um after the nerve-wracking experience of the seventh gets three outs and you know, we end up winning the CIF championship. Um, the coolest thing about it was this. School had already ended. I don't know how many people UCR holds, but the place was packed with our fans. And, again, social media, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Later – so, let me. I'll say it this way. So, the place was packed with our, our fans. As a coach and as a player, you don't hear a lot of things going on in the game. Like, in the moment, you don't hear things. As I'm bringing the kid around third base to score the winning run, I can hear, like, our entire fan base erupting and screaming and yelling. And it's honestly, like, I'm bringing this kid around third base and I can feel the goosebumps coming up on my arms as I'm doing it because I can hear just the roar of the fans, you know, and, and after, so this is where i was going with the, the social media is afterwards. I, I saw so many angles of the play. I saw so many angles of the game. I saw so many different pictures of different fans that were there that I didn't know that were there, you know? Um, and, uh, it's funny because, you know, my wife, she's like, she 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 just kept talking about the fact that she couldn't sit down and she's walking all over the place and and her stomach hurts and my daughter's voice ran out and you know it it's just it was great winning the CIF championship but it's it, it's again it goes back to relationships you know my wife um you know i mean you know we we met at mountain view and and, uh, you know, she's been with me through this, the, the, the whole thing. And, you know, she's been there in, in, in the seasons where it, we came up, we came up short, you know, and, and she's been, she was there for the, the, the whole ride. And the, the joke is that she can't come to semifinal games anymore because she wasn't in a Gallus game and we won. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it. It's weird because, you know, she, she's probably in the stands experiencing the same pains that, that I'm going through, but it's probably worse because she can't deal with them. She can't do anything about it. But it, it, was, it was a surreal ride. The whole season was a surreal ride. I mean, I think the playoff game, the best team we faced, and I've said this time and time again, was in the second round. And it was Siegerström from Santa Ana. Um, and, uh, but it was one run games, one run games, two run games, one run games. And, and, you know, we, we start the CIF final off with a double and get picked off.
0: At second base.
1: At second base. Get picked off at second base. And, and I blame myself. I, but, but, but then again, here's the thing. And this is, what, this is what allowed me – I went back to the dugout and, and spent time in between innings reflecting on it to get over it. But it's an environment that I'm not used to. You know, it's, it's – I felt further away from second base than I'd ever been before in my life. Um, the ballpark's bigger. There's more fans at that game than any high school game I'd ever coached in. And it's the first inning, and they're freaking loud. Kid can't hear me. And so, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, it's not about what you do after – the. it's not about the mistake. It's what you do after the mistake. And I still had, I don't know, how many more freaking innings to coach and outs to coach, you know. And, and – but it, it was just a surreal environment and just a tight game. And, you know, we're up 1-0 until, I don't know, fill in the blank inning in Ground ball that that goes through the wickets of our first baseman. The kid gets to second base, and then um the short the the kid hits a bleeder out to center field, and the kid comes running in to dive for it and comes up an inch short, tie game. And then you know it's it's goes to the seventh, bases loaded, full count with the pitch count. It's just I, I said it afterwards, and and I. Do I wish that I had had a ten-run lead, and I was able to soak in the moment of the last inning a little bit and look around and be a part of it? I I I, I do, but in the same token, I think anybody that knows me and, and is anybody that's been around me, with with my personality and my emotions and my love of the kids and love for the game and just the way I am, I think it was a perfect scenario. I mean. It, of course it's me with the pitch count rule happens to of course it's me that has to go extra innings of course it's me that it's that tight the whole time and and it was it was it was a great great experience that that I hope I, I am if I don't ever win another CIF title I've been blessed to win one and it's it's you realize you don't think about it but you realize how small small company it's in. Um but, you know, God willing that I will be able to go back to the mountaintop again. But if I don't, I mean it it was a great experience that I was completely blessed to have.
0: Not knowing your players now or your future players, with your coaching abilities, the way that we talked about it, you bring out the best and every player, from your best player to, you know, your fourth sub, you have everybody buy in, it's not a three month process. And I think that's what makes you so great is that you understand like, this is going to be from the beginning of the year by December, some of these kids are going to be buying in and then that's contagious. You start seeing people hustling. So I, there's no doubt in my mind, you'll win more. Um, you know,
1: that, that group, the funny thing is is that 2017 group was a lot like you guys. Um, they, you know, I actually, I have a picture somewhere still and it was they they had played together since they were like 8 years old type of thing they, they had started playing pony ball together and then they went into a travel ball team together and and it was a picture of them when they were like maybe 11 12 years old four of them together in their jerseys and they retook the same picture their senior year um in their in their talk with jerseys and that was a uh it was a group of kids that that um, were were very similar to you guys. They were very tight. They didn't want to let each other down. Um, they 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 weren't they weren't playing for me. They weren't playing for the school. They weren't playing for the community. And I don't mean that in any way, shape, or form. Disrespectful and and selfish. What I mean is it, it, they were they were they were playing for themselves. They were playing for their, the, their best friend from when they were eighth grade, their best friend since they were in third grade, that was the left of them and the right of them, and they weren't going to let each other down. Um, you know. And, and I was aware, and the thing that impressed me was I was aware that there was some you know, internal, there was a little mild internal strife from time to time, but the amazing thing about that group is it never rose to the surface. It stayed underneath the surface, you know, and all they wanted to do was take care of each other and go win this thing for each other.
0: That's beautiful. I have a, I mean, not to, just curiosity. You know, you've obviously been a CIF winning coach. I always felt like maybe, you know, I was like that one pitcher you talked about, like he believed in himself so much. I believed in us so much. I thought we were a CIF winning team in 06. Like, would that be a fair thing to say? I know the semi, the second round, ball didn't bounce our way we lost 2-1 it's not like we got blown out i always felt like that team put it up against anybody if
1: if i was that when we played woodcrest did we play was that okay so the funny thing is Yasad
0: and leander angel
1: let me let me tell you the funny thing about woodcrest uh woodcrest has been the bane of my existence my entire career because i've lost to them at Talkwitz, they've knocked me out of the playoffs three years wow so in fact two of the trips to the cif semifinals involve losses to woodcrest um but it's funny because we were just talking about that so you know i'm good friends with the monrovia coach blackmore and he's been there forever i don't know if you guys were aware of this but that's the year that that um we would have gone straight to the semifinals. Yeah, finals we won that game saint because paul, saint paul and this yeah. got in a brawl
0: yeah um I remember that.
1: and and no you know what that i i think that that year i think it was i think it would have been fair to say that you know and the thing is it's about you know baseball i think the stat is like 72 percent of the time the underdog uh, or the, the favorite team actually wins. It's the smallest percentage of all sports is um, is 72% of the time the favorite team wins. NBA, NFL is in the 90s that the favorite team wins. Um, that was the year that had the ball bounce the right way for that team, which is, and you brought it up earlier, it's better to be lucky than to be good. In the playoffs, you need to be lucky because it, it, you, you have to win a coin flip. There's the, in, in the poker world, there's a phrase called winning the coin flip. And in tournaments, it's, it's those hands that are a 50-50 shot of winning and the people that win those tournaments win the coin flips. And in, in playoff baseball and CIF, and, 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 and keep in mind, It is the only area in America, high school American baseball, that it's a single elimination tournament. Every other spot in high school baseball, including youth baseball, including college and professional, it's either a series or double elimination tournament. But Southern California, you have to win five games. So the ball has to bounce right for you. So, yeah, no, I think it's fair to say that in 06, had that been a ball bounces right year, I think you guys could have, you could have competed for a CIF championship. I think it's very fair to say.
0: And this just, you know, uh, cause you know, you've seen the talent, you've been yeah. there four times, you've won once. It's like, I always felt like, dude, whoever we played, we play uh, even preseason, you know, uh, about you not taking it easy on us. I remember playing like Temple City, Arcadia, Monrovia, you know, these schools that were like a division up on us sometimes or two divisions, the South Hills, you know, and we competed with most of these schools that were, our talent level was not up to par. And so I always felt like, dude, if we could keep up with these schools, we'll keep up with anybody in our district. And then, you know,
1: it's, it's funny that I, I literally, I'm like, I I remember, I remember thinking we're going to win this game. We got a shot to win this game. And then they brought in the kid in the seventh inning that threw like a cutter. It was yeah. like 89, 90 mile per hour cutter. The kid, I think, was going to St. Mary's. He throws the first pitch. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end well. Is, yeah. And I yeah. as soon as I saw that kid throw the first pitch, I'm like, oh, we're done.
0: Dude, yeah. We hadn't, I but mean,
1: no, yeah, that was, I, I, you know, and that was one of those weird games. Like, I remember, you know, talking, um, uh, to Glenn and Glenn's the head coach at, at, um, Glenn's the head coach at, uh, at Woodcrest. And I remember him saying that day, coach, I absolutely hated losing this coin flip because I knew you had an all dirt infield and I knew it was going to be a tough day. And, you know, and it was, and that was the thing. Like, you know, I go back and laugh now about the friggin all dirt infield, but it's like, it, you couldn't have almost asked for a better home field advantage. And it wasn't yeah. like I taught you guys to bang the ball off the ground and, and run. But it's just a trip because you, you, the thing was as hard as a rock. Um, you know, you did. I learned after year one that you don't have to teach a double play depth, really, because the ball gets on you so fast. Um, it gave us certain, you know, we knew how to play our field. Yeah. And and winning that coin flip, you know, probably at that time allowed us to to stay in that game and gave us a shot to win. And I legitimately, I legitimately believe that we had a great shot to win that game till so that kid with that cutter walked on the mound. But um, you know, I do. I think if the ball bounces right, we have a shot.
0: And uh, another thing that Yasad brought up in his episode. I don't know what you can do about it, but you got to call Mountain View Administration. You know that our 06, um, you know, it has like league champion soccer, 99, 2000. Yeah. 06 isn't up there anymore. Like it was up there like 2007, 2008, 2009 because of all of our like younger friends that were there. Right. But I don't know how he knew, but he brought it up to me. And um, this was before school's closed and all that. I had a, not a relative, my, X's younger brother was at the school. And I told him, can you take a picture of the basketball one? And sure enough, there's no old six up on there. Like, it's a new one. It's not the same one as before. But all the other ones are there except '06. six. I was like, I know we tied, so, but. It-
1: right. Now uh, You know what? When this thing gets cleared up, I'll talk to Lopez. Angel's there now. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to him and see if, if we can figure that out. I know Avril's still. I think Avril's still there. So all, yeah. I I will I will talk to somebody and see if we can get that taken care of for you. I mean,
0: it's nothing, but it was just it's. You know, but it's something. Yeah. You know, and, yeah.
1: And it's like I took you guys in there. You know, I took you guys in there every year at the beginning of the season. You know, and sat you there and talked about talked about. Do you guys want it to be the year that that that, that your number's not hung? You know, it, it's.
0: You know, it's
1: it, it's. You know, it that year. And that year especially meant a lot to me. Um, So no, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I will see what can be done to get taken care of. I'm glad to know that. Yeah.
0: Um, This was awesome. Anything you want to add that hasn't been said or anything?
1: You know, I, I will say this, the biggest thing that I can say to somebody and I think has been throughout this whole thing is it, it, in life, in baseball, and everything, it's it, it's, about, it's about enjoying the process.
0: It, it, hold, on, hold on. Is this going to be the words of wisdom?
1: Oh, I thought that's what you – No, wanted. no, no.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay no, okay. no. Anything else, like, thank you oh, to your okay. family, your wife, anything? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I plug everybody oh, okay. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, no, honestly, when it comes to that, you know, the biggest thing is – is, and I say this every year at the banquet. When we do our banquet, I start out, and I thank my wife – Um. And my kids, you know, the 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 joke was that when Cole was when Cole was playing um, uh, pony, Mustang, Colt, whatever it is, um, baseball, my wife never had to do the snack bar because my wife actually, because of me never being around during baseball season, they basically gave her the single parent pass of not having to work snack bar, um, but. Without her, I could not have accomplished half the stuff that I, I have accomplished. Um, because you know, I, I've seen, I've seen guys that have come through this that have started coaching or coach started coaching later in their, their lives. And it's such a time commitment. Um, It's easier now that Cole's there at the field. But I remember one year, like literally one year, we would play a three-way and I would go to the first – we had a very – I think it was a 2017 group actually. Uh, In 2016, I would go to the first game of our three-way and then I'd leave to go to Cole's game somewhere else. Um, And without her being the person that, you know – takes the kids here and takes the kids there and and allows me to you know do what I've done I I would not have ever been able to do what I've done without her in my life and and you know it's a lot easier now we live a lot closer but when I was at Mountain View the joke always was and it wasn't a joke she'd say hey call me when you leave and so I'd always call her on my way out and then sure enough I'd get involved with talking to Wilson or talking to one of you guys. And then I'd get a phone call 45 minutes later because that's when I should have been home by then. And it's like, where are you? I'm getting in the car. Wait a minute. I thought you were leaving. I was leaving when I called you, you know, and, and she has been, um, she has been an amazing, um, partner in this whole ordeal and this whole ride um, you know you look at the amount of money and there's stress that goes with it but the amount of money that pro managers make you look at the amount of money that head college coaches make um, and you look at the amount of money we make and the amount of money we make is and this is coaching purposes we're talking only is not even It doesn't even – you know, when it's all said and done after taxes and anything that we've spent on baseball throughout the year, uh, it's enough to make sure that I take her out to dinner. Um, But for her to give up a huge portion of her life to allow me to do that is just amazing to see, and I couldn't be blessed – more to have somebody, um, to share this journey with than, than my wife, you know, and that, and that goes for my kids. And, and obviously Cole has been in love with baseball since you were around and, and, you know, but my daughter, she, she likes volleyball. She's not really heavy into sports. Um, and so she has, she has kind of, I guess, maybe taken the brunt of it, but you know she she also she also likes being around it, you know and and I remember when we won the c i f uh she's kept a journal for years. I really don't know how much she keeps it now, but she used to, and I remember stumbling across her journal um, and she was writing about the night of the c i f game and how she screamed her voice out, and she was so happy and you know, and, and, and it meant the world to me to at least be able to share that, you know, with them. And I just, you know, I, I'm extremely blessed on the home front.
0: That's beautiful. A shout out to, I, I believe it's Tamara, right? Tamara. It's
1: very close. It's, it, you got it right the second time. It's okay. Tamara. And yes, she was my is, uh,
0: chemistry teacher in my senior year.
1: Yes. And, and uh, she said, I told her I was doing this and I told, I said, who you, and, and remember, and I will say, this is a shout out to you, my man. My wife is horrible when it comes to names. And I said, who I was doing, she goes, I think I was his teacher. I'm like, you were his teacher. Yeah. So uh, she remembered you. So that is uh, uh, a big shout out to you. But yeah. Big shout I, out to you
0: guys, to your whole family, I, to your whole squad. Yeah. But
1: I, I, I've been blessed. Um, that's great.
0: Um, it's not a self-help podcast, but if for the audience, some words of wisdom, just so we could wrap it up on a, it's been great, man. This has been one of my favorite episodes. I will not lie. This has been Good. beautiful to reminisce, catch up with you. So you're doing great. Um, some words of wisdom.
1: I will say this, this is what I was going to say when I thought this was what this was. <laughs> um, baseball in life it's it's about the process and you know i say this every year to the players and it's 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 become more and more it's become more and more part of me as the years have gone by and we and we have goals and everybody's got goals and 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 i don't think there's anything wrong with goals but the problem is is when you don't invest in the process and you don't Enjoy the process, and you don't embrace the process. It you you lose something in it because that's truly where you're going to reach or fail in your goal. You don't reach or fail. You you, you don't. You know it's like you said. Um, you appreciated your whole career at, ta- at 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 Mountain View High School because of the process. You could have gotten bitter when I put you on JV your junior year, but you enjoyed the process and it made everything better for you and who you are. And when, when you take the process out of that, you take the failing out of it. You take the learning out of it. And, and it's left with a sense of, of, of emptiness and you have to, You have to enjoy the process to truly enjoy everything because it's in the process that you learn who you are, you learn who you can become, and you learn how to be that person that plays above your talent level all the time. And so I I think it's truly, truly about embracing the process and loving the process and not just wanting to cross that finish line
0: that was beautiful great way to end it coach cif winning championship baseball coach ron savage I'm. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that it will be more cif championships in your life
1: well i appreciate it
0: thank you for joining me this was beautiful this was awesome i'm really glad we did this
1: i uh, i am too and as soon as uh the coronavirus decides to disappear and we're allowed to get out of the house now that i know that you live 30 minutes away okay. uh we will have to get together and Definitely.
0: catch uh, up in person together. Man. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Remember if no one loves you, Hector loves you. We'll see you next time.
1: All right. Thank you.